This is Dr. John Hunt for Pet Sounds. Allow me to spend some time with you discussing pets, pet care, and everything in between. Today I'd like to talk about enjoying your pets, but stay safe doing it. The COVID pandemic has made us acutely aware of disease transmission. We have learned how to thwart transmission of this airborne respiratory disease with with simple, basic measures. Wearing a mask physically keeps the virus from entering your nose and keeps it from leaving your nose or mouth if you have it. Keeping your distance from people and washing your hands so you don't inoculate yourself if you happen to pick up the virus on your hands are effective, straightforward things we are supposed to do. Our pets, farm animals, and even our food can be a source of, of disease too. But if we are careful, we need not fret. A disease transmitted from an animal to a human is called a zoonotic disease. Developing good hygiene habits around animals is something we all need to practice to keep ourselves from getting a zoonotic infection. Dr. Casey Baravish wrote an informative article covering things we need to know about animal lovers and zoonotic disease. Let me share her thoughts. First, I want to remind everyone that we can get a zoonotic disease many different ways. Some are airborne, like the Ebola virus. E. coli and salmonella can get into our intestinal tract by eating an infected egg or meat. You can expose yourself to a systemic bacteria like brucellosis by drinking raw milk or if you live on a farm. Zoonotic diseases can also be skin infections like a ringworm, a fungus. Even a dog lick can give you a bacterial infection. Incredibly, 60% of all infections reported in people are zoonotic in origin. That's 2.5 billion cases with 2.7 million deaths. Our larger global population, increased international traveling, and changes in our agricultural practices and processing of food have led to an increase and spread of zoonotic diseases. Another thing to know is that getting a zoonotic disease can happen anytime, anywhere, with any animal. Direct contact with an asymptomatic animal is a huge concern. Also, secondary contact with a disease that is on objects like bedding, toys, water, food bowls, cages, tanks, coops, stalls, and barns offers ample opportunities to pick up something. Even pet foods can harbor zoonotic bacteria. To make things more complicated, other diseases can mimic zoonotic ones. Fever, Rashes, malaise, intestinal upset, respiratory issues are all symptoms caused by any number of viruses or bacteria, zoonotic or otherwise. If you get sick, it's important to convey to your health professional any kind of animal contact. That can include things like visiting a zoo, handling a hamster in your grade school son's classroom, or even hiking. Non-traditional pets and backyard gentlemen farm animals have a high zoonotic transmission rate. Exotic animals, including reptiles, rodents, amphibians, birds, are asymptomatic carriers of E. coli, salmonella, and chlamydia. Backyard poultry, geese, turkeys, or guinea fowl are potential reservoirs for zoonotic infections as well. Dr. Baharvesh reminds us that certain segments of a population are at higher risk at contracting zoonotic diseases. They can contract a disease more easily, and if they get it, the disease can do more harm. Children under five years old are at high risk. They are very good at putting objects and dirty fingers in their mouth, as well as touch, rub, and snuggle pets. They can't properly wash their hands by themselves. And if a parent does wash the child's hands, they get contaminated soon thereafter. Adults over 65 
or and or immunocompromised individuals are at high risk due to their inability to fight off infection. Careful hygiene or simply not having exotic pets with this group is recommended. Pregnant women need to be extra careful to protect their unborn baby, like not cleaning the litter box and wearing gloves when handling meat or gardening. Finally, infants can get exposed to zoonotic disease secondarily through contaminated utensils. If you clean a pet's food dish, cage, or habitat tank in the sink and not properly clean afterwards, it is possible that cross-contamination onto an infant's food dish can occur if prepped in the same kitchen area. Finally, Dr. Bahervish wants people to remember that your veterinarian is your number one reliable information source and guide to keeping you safe and still enjoy the animals in your life. This is Dr. John Hunt for Pet Sounds on WERU. Thank you for listening. Remember, enjoy your pet and don't forget to give them a hug.